Reese Ty. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I remain Tyler. Wow, you remain Tyler. Yeah, it's a linking verb. I know, it just is like, it has some finality to it. <laughs> no, There's it doesn't. concreteness to it. <laughs> I remain. <laughs> <laughs> or some gravitas. There we go. That's yeah. the word I meant. So today we're talking about Minute 14 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 14 starts out with Gabriella noticing a wheel on the (laughs) treehouse and ends with the license plate, Fabulous. Yes, if you know what to look for. Which we do naturally because... Yes, we... Well, I mean, Condra and I always know what to look for because we're smart, so... Yeah, yeah. Our eyes are on... The pulse. That's not. That's, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Previous statement redacted. <laughs> We're smart. We're smart. <laughs> if you say it, it becomes true. Yeah, that's how that works. So, so like Gabriella. in Star Trek. Yes. So Gabriella snaps out of her stupor, her song stupor. <laughs> Romantic stupor. And notices that there is a large wheel affixed to this side of the treehouse. Yes. Like a sailing wheel with the spokes and the spinny. A helm. A helm. Which we've discussed briefly in a previous minute. Yeah, we noticed it in the background, but now we get a full beautiful shot of it and she turns it. This is a very good scene of Troy and Gabriella interact. <laughs> it is. This, it's teenagers actually interacting. This, yeah, this is very good teenager comedy and not in like a easy A or American Pie way. Like, yeah. Like it's just fun faced teens being teens. Joking, teasing. Yeah. Teasing each other, yeah. But not in a mean spirited way. So she says, Is this a pirate's wheel? Troy says, No. no it's like, just a sailing ship wheel. Well, okay. So, yes, Condor's making a point. Because the, the joke plays as if Troy's embarrassed about the fact that, like, the treehouse is kind of, like, no. childish and toy-based. Hey. Yeah. But alternatively, I think you're right. Her saying, is this a pirate's wheel? And Troy being like, no, you idiot. All old ships had one of these, not just pirates. Just because you associate this sort of thing with pirate ships, that's a misconception. Most of the boats that had this weren't related to piracy at all. It's just the helm. Any boat would have it. You used to turn the angle of the sails or the rudder. I don't even know how boats work. Like I said before, I'm not smart. You did say you were smart. Now oh. you're redacting that. <laughs> Editing. Um, so it is very cute. She says, is this pirate's wheel? He says, no. It becomes very much like the inverse E.T. scene. Where she's bringing up all these things to him and being like, oh, how cute is this? Yeah, it's it's more like, oh, what is this? Oh, what is this? The E.T. scene is is Elliot showing E.T. all of oh, his toys. Oh, that's what you're referring to. Okay. And I've saying, this is e. this is Han Solo. He, this, this. And then he, yeah, it's mostly Star Wars toys. Which well. Pers- per- I, I find that scene in E.T. to be one of the more effective emotional conveyances of childhood in anything ever. Yeah. We and, both worked with small <laughs> children and that is exactly how small children act. Um, and yeah, the, and this is rever- like when you go into someone's house and you're like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, what's that? Uh, <laughs> especially when it's something that's so revealing about like your childhood and your personality. Absolutely. Like a treehouse. So she grabs a, a robot toy. Named Robo Rob. As we find out from Troy. She says, 
ooh, what's this? Very cute. Very cute. And the robot is cute. But she's implying that the fact that Troy has it is cute. Yeah. She's picturing a child who would play with that. The robot reminds me of the design, speaking of Buzz Lightyear from last time. Buzz Lightyear was on the brain because in Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin in California and Walt Disney World in Florida, there's a robot that you can shoot and it's got the same kind of boxy design, which I know is not an original robot design, but like it reminded me of it. I think you're just saying that because that is the traditional toy robot design. And because Buzz Lightyear as a character is based on... What if there were science fiction toys that came to life? Yes. Then that's like it's just like oh, a child playing with this aesthetic of toy would also have this exact like robot. Yeah. And so those those things mix very neatly. It would have been funny if, like in Monsters Inc., when Boo shows Sully the Jesse doll, if it was actually like a Buzz Lightyear toy. It would have been funny if. Like the little cameo in the movie was a slightly different cameo. Well, instead of like just a generic robot, what if it was like a Buzz Lightyear? In this? Yes. Oh, in this movie. Okay. I thought you were saying, what if Boo in Monsters no, Inc. No, I said like had, Boo in had, Monsters had, Inc. Had Buzz Lightyear instead of Jesse. I was like, yeah, it'd be the same thing, but with a different character. No, I said like Boo and Monster. No, because what they want to avoid in High School Musical is reminding the teens that they're watching like a Disney, a Disney thing. Like they don't want to be like, oh, and it's like the cartoons you watched when you were little. Like they know that. But I think that would have hit that like nerve of like, oh, this is a cute child moment. Like when she, Gabriella mentions kindergarten again and like. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> well, no, so, so Gabrielle is playing with Robo Rob and Troy is like, don't break him. Don't break him. <laughs> he says, and that's why I think it would have been more effective if it was a like special toy like a Buzz Lightyear. I, well, what I'm trying to say is in this era of Disney, they weren't obsessed with like trying to connect everything. And like yes, we had. The sweet life of uh, that so sweet life of Hannah Montana. We had multiple Phineas and Ferb crossovers. Those are self-contained. the the Disney The Disney Channel TV shows crossing over is completely reasonable. Phineas and Ferb having a Star Wars thing that's a cartoon. High School Musical having a Buzz Lightyear doll would be would be too fourth wall breaky for this movie. Okay. All right, Disney wasn't super like in, in an Avengers movie six years later. Yes, they would do that any time of day, mm-hmm. even in like a decom or, or show, like if this was a TV show and Troy was a TV character. Yeah, maybe he would have a Buzz Lightyear doll in the back of his room, but not for this. Like this is the cinematic movie. Yeah, I don't know. OK, I just wasn't I just I just don't think they would do it. And they may not have, but I think you could also see them doing it. Like, it's not a far leap of logic. Yeah, I think, like, Pixar throwing in little Easter eggs is one thing. Well, this is right after the Pixar acquisition, too. So, like, this would have been a great opportunity to rub it in. <laughs> All right. So then Robo we, Rob. The yeah, fact Robo that he Rob. calls it Robo, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're selling yourself out, Troy. Don't call it Robo Rob. Just say, I haven't played with that mm-hmm. since I was in third grade. And then, yeah, and then she starts playing with the arms. 
And he's and like, no. <laughs> don't break him, don't break him. And I, I, I have always laughed at that line delivery every time I've watched the minute because it's it's really good. It's really well done, yeah. So he grabs Robo Rob and puts it down and she has business herself, which is like good screen acting like direction is like okay he's putting that down there's no dead space she's already grabbing the next thing yeah and it it is a large red piece of fabric it's not immediately clear that it's a cape which is very confusing i like that though it's just like what the heck is this is it like a really thin blanket like and troy says uh that's chad's in the same way that like someone who gets caught cheating like says uh that's not mine (laughs) (laughs) But. Or it's like, I, I don't know if I'd go so far as cheating, but someone that's very embarrassed about something is like, oh, I found that. Yeah. You know, it's a good line delivery. Yeah. And yeah, she starts tying it. She's like, yeah, sure, basically. <laughs> and starts tying it around his neck. So he's got a superhero cape yeah, on. A Superman cape. I mean, it's a red cape. Yeah, it's a red cape. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's. What's good, like, he starts out a little embarrassed. And then the more she does it, like, the more they buy into it. Yeah. And then she comments, it's just like kindergarten. Yeah. Her fixation on kindergarten continues. It's a callback. Yeah. Bolton, Montez, you have a callback. And I think that's one of the more clever, like, writing things that, again, one of the clever things that they've done in this whole three movie series is actually have, like, Gabriella have a piece of character, (laughs) you know, something about her that's not just... She's a pretty girl who likes the main character, Troy. Yeah. She yeah. has this idea of like wanting things to go back to simpler times. Not just that, <laughs> but not- I think I think the sharing of memories that she didn't get to necessarily partake in and she doesn't have that community that shares those memories. The simplicity of human connection without the like the farce or like the difficulty of like the social complication of high school. Mm-hmm. She wants things to go back to, like, can't we just acknowledge our emotions and be ourselves around other people? Yeah. Which, in a different movie, would be, like, a more of a Manic Pixie Dream Girl trait. Oh, definitely. But I would never say that She's Gabriella not, no. has... She doesn't have enough defining characteristics to be a Manic Pixie Dream Girl in many ways. Well... If she had a different haircut, like, she's, she's so close. <laughs> yeah, she dresses a little different. <laughs> she um, has the same sort of... Lack of character traits. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the spell is broken as Troy's mom shouts up from the bottom. Troy, Troy, you have guests. Obviously, there's a party going on, Mom. Like, like, yeah, this is like the polite reminder. It's like, you have guests. Yes, obviously. If she said, Troy, there are people that want to say goodbye or something like that. Yeah. Would be better. Like, Troy's come say goodbye to your guests. Like, yeah, that would be something. Is the implication that, like, because like, assuming they weren't actually singing the treehouse. That the imp- they were up there alone a little too long and mom is yeah. suspicious about yeah. them getting canoodly. Yeah. I mean, you could see them, but then they moved but the, to if the they're back in the middle of the, the treehouse. Yeah. yeah. Again, Chad and Taylor are at the bottom, like, trying to do things that are distracting. Yeah. There are wing people. Yeah. And the mom is... <laughs> Definitely trying to stop. And then the mom says, don't make me come up there and get you again. again as if calling back to 10 years ago when he's, <laughs> I guess maybe this is like a, a running joke, joke that she has. That like, yeah. remember when I had to drag you out of the treehouse kicking and screaming? <laughs> um, that's a dangling participle, but okay. Yeah. 
I, I think that's more what it's in reference to is like she's just made it this like sore point, <laughs> like the same with our father and prairie lions. Like, yes. just dig that knife in a little further. Yeah. And then, um, and Troy then she, no, well, no, 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 because oh. the mom adds, Hi, Gabriella. Like, just a reminder, I know that you two are up there together. Yeah. Hello, my son's girlfriend. Yeah. Is that door staying open, friends? <laughs> and Gabriella makes like a little face and Troy responds. Okay. We'll be right down. Mom. Mom. He says mom in a weird way, which is kind of funny in the sense that like it doesn't make any sense why he did he, that. She would have no idea why, but Troy is. He's like pretending to be a superhero. He's hamming it up with the cape to but make like, Gabriella laugh. But like. It's not referencing anything. He's just saying mom in a slightly weird voice. He he's, does like a Dracula switch. He didn't do an accent or anything. Like He, he tries to deepen it a little like a mom. It's probably like a one syllable word. Mom does not work. Yeah. It's like it's, you're trying to like pretend it's a villain or something, but like it doesn't. Yeah. But it, he does like a little swish of the cape and starts walking down, like knowing that he actually has to go and Gabriella doesn't. Gabriella is just kind of standing there and we as an audience are like, okay, the scene's transitioning. And then Troy pops his head around the corner and says, no, she actually will come get us. And Gabriella goes, oh, oh. And then they scurry away. They scurry away. Is it, again, it's a good joke. Yeah. Um, good good writing for once. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so rare. Um, and then hard transition. Well, not, not the hardest of transitions because we do get a little bit of the music that starts before the transition. Mm, that's true. That's yeah, a little bit of the pop interstitial, like just boots and beats. Yeah. Um, boots, well, you know, boots, boots, boots and beats. Yeah, Dora's <laughs> best friend. <laughs> Dora, I, w- I was going to just let it hang, but then I thought it might be a good title. Okay. <laughs> so, and we're back at the front of the high school. Yeah, congratulations, Wildcats. Back-to-back champions. Weird that the banner doesn't say basketball. Just from the lived experiences of, like, being around high schools and colleges, like, when the team wins the championship, you're you, specific. You usually like put the name of the sport or on the banner. The, put the symbol or, of the yeah, sport. Yeah, the, the basketball on the banner. You're right. That's a good idea, too. But we do not get that. And I want you to just keep an eye on the music or keep an ear on the music. It may, it may. I'll keep become, my ear to the grindstone. Yeah. It may, it may start sounding a little familiar soon. Okay. So it's hard to believe that I couldn't. Sneeze. See. Next! Well, the, one of the weird things that's happened several times when this movie, and maybe it's a me not understanding things at lower latitudes thing, is like, it always seems like it's bright middle of day when they're when it's supposed to be like morning arriving to school. Yeah, I think that is like part of the country kind of thing as opposed to like... Like, I guess the sun's like, it's not supposed to be sunrise, but no. like... But the sun has been out. Yeah. It's kind of like here during the summertime when you're going to work at like eight in the morning and it's like bright. The, the bright sun's out, out and it's bright, but it doesn't feel like it's the middle of the day. Still. I don't know. I, I didn't do any shadow analysis on. Yeah. <laughs> shadow analysis one. is also the new. Um, is it a new DC character? No, I was going to say it's the new Russo Brothers movie. Ah. That's the sequel to The Gray Man. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we also see additional banners on the building itself. Oh yes, and these have been around. Yeah, we've seen them. I before. think they've been in the in the gymnasium. Yeah, so they say knowledge, integrity, strength, respect, community, and spirit, and they're like the letters stacked, which 
I don't love that design in general. Like, like their when, vertical when stack. letters go vertically. Yeah. Um, one, because it makes it very hard to read for folks with differing abilities. And two, if something else is covering it, like a giant banner that says, congratulations, Wildcat, you could interpret You can barely the, read that. And you can also interpret the word as something different and be like, oh, that's a weird word to put up there. For All right. I mean, that can also happen with sideways words, too. Like, other banners can always be blocking words and create funny results. Yeah, but (laughs) I think when you do stack them, it does create a particular problem because the context Um, clues are less present. Yeah, I think in, like, banners, like, having vertical letters isn't unusual. Most people wouldn't do – you wouldn't do it for, like, your store, like, your shop sign or, like, advertising because it's not – It's you're right. It's not easy to look at. Um, but I think for this type of banner that's just saying like generic, slightly fascisty, <laughs> um, like inspirational words, yeah, that's it's fine. Like the point isn't that you're like looking at the word and learning from from it. You're just like, oh, that's a word that's associated with this institution. Yep. <laughs> and then we, after looking at the crowd for a couple seconds, who has no one we recognize? There is a funny chant going on that you picked <laughs> up on. Yeah, so the the background chatter includes a group of pre- sounds like male voices. It, I, I'm presuming it to be teenage boys. They go wildcats, wildcats, ah, like they do like a yeah. sort of roaring sound. Yeah, they do like <laughs> a, a cheerleader chant almost. And you know that's what I like to do with my friends before I before I walk into school in the morning. I like to. Look, I gather all my friends into a circle, go wildcats, wildcats, rah, and then go to my first period class. Yeah. Really reflects your day. Get your day going. Yeah. Honestly, more people should have cheers in their life. Where everyone knows their name. Yes, exactly. Hey, you did a mean joke. (laughs) You're not allowed to do those jokes, Condra. What? No. sued for copyright infringement for doing a very basic tacky joke that's my thing so yeah we're at the front of the school and Condra, 14 minutes almost to the nose we into this movie over to see a crossing guard who is trying to help people cross but suddenly who comes around the corner with their funny sounding horn and ostentatious pink convertible pink convertible but barbie no. No, not Barbie. Sharpay Evans. Sharpay Evans. Yeah. A little different. Barbie there's there's a comparison to, to there's a, there's a comparison to be drawn. Yeah. Um, the ambition, but not the kindness. <laughs> and the talent. <laughs> so Wait, what not the talent or with the t- No talent. No talent. <laughs> Heck, Barbie is president and astronaut. I was actually watching a fun video about someone having to parse out all of the details of Barbie and put put an age on her because she owns multiple houses, so she needs to be above the age of 18. She's an astronaut, which tends to be between the ages of 26 and 45. And then she's also run for president, so you need to at least be 35 for that. So the person speculated that she's 35. But she's also like a gymnast, presumably. Yeah. I feel like there's got to be, a, and, and that's, 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 a, an that's, skewing, that's skewing lower. Like yeah. But the president is a really hard and fast. That, yeah, that's interesting. Well, maybe she lives in a more just world where there's no arbitrary age limits. I love that. On, like, maybe that's part of her being president is that they changed society. The age. Yeah. And we see, we see the fabulous. 
Yes, F-A-B-U-L-U-S, because there are some character limits on license plates. Fabulous. So, yeah, in most states, it's seven characters, but I think in some states like New York, it's eight. Yeah, I'm not sure about New Mexico slash Utah. Well, New Mexico in the world of the movie, so. Yeah. Well, we'll meet Sharpay. I, Troy had a full two songs before Sharpay, Sharpay had any. Yeah. Which, honestly, like, I'm not mad at. <laughs> But it is a little surprising that probably one of our more famous of the right now when this movie came out is not coming in until 14 minutes in. I mean, it is a very villain trope in a movie to wait a while before you finally meet them and they get like a cool. (laughs) Well, it's not like it's not like Sharpay is like reaching her hand out of rubble and being like, I somehow survived. Yeah, it is not like (laughs) somehow Sharpay has returned. (laughs) Sharpay will return. It. <laughs> Sharpay's fabulous adventure. That she will. Do they put that at the end credits? I don't remember. Condor, you want to move on to our decom segment? Yeah. So cue the music. All right. So I realized something last week. We have what? not done. One of our favorite decom of the week segment options this whole season yet. Speaking of crossing guards, we're gonna do a mash 'em up, a crossover. Yeah, much like basketball dribbling or dying. <laughs> yeah, we're crossing over to the other side, Condra. So you're gonna pitch a Disney-owned property, and I'm going to pitch a Disney-owned property. And we're going to consider how they could be combined into some sort of Phineas film and, or television event, like Phineas and Ferb meets Marvel slash Star Wars. But yeah, maybe not a cartoon, even. Yeah. Well, mine is a cartoon. All right. Well, what's yours? The Three Little Pigs. <laughs> All right. We can either do the character, or the universe. However we want to take that. I just, I want D- to take the Disney trip. doesn't own the Three Little Pigs no, per se. Ha- but they have a very iconic version. And the, yeah, the wolf design almost being more iconic than, than the, the pigs, pigs themselves. But their world and design. So we're, so we're rebooting the Three Little Pigs classic Disney look. With, with. my choice, Herbie the Love Bug. Heck Yeah. <laughs> It seems like it's pretty. It's oh, this is this is right here for us. The wolf is doing bad things, and Herbie has to save the day. <laughs> that's that's how Herbie works. Well, I just wanted to say quickly, since Lindsay Lohan did a Herbie movie in two thousand three, two thousand four. Sure. I don't. I just don't know if that movie did well. It did okay. It was not amazingly well received, but I think Herbie had been kind of forgotten about, so it was kind of a weird pull out of nowhere. Because Herbie was a black and white film that had two films back in the day. Like, it was like a late 50s, early 60s. There were two. Yeah, and Disney's not not above trying to reinvigorate characters that honestly didn't have that big of an impact the first time. Yeah. Although, I will say Herbie the Love Bug did have a park presence, weirdly. like Yeah, because it's on the studio tour. Well, not just the studio tour. Herbie made... Um, for the opening day special for Walt Disney World, Herbie was a part of it. That's why I'm saying it seems like Disney would like push Herbie a little bit more than they do in terms of like classic characters. And when it comes to classic character designs, I guess maybe because they don't own the idea of like a uh, bug shaped Volkswagen car. Mm-hmm. It's more like the specific like paint job on the car that that like is theirs. 
Yeah. It makes like the copyright complicated in the same way that like they don't own Amy Adams appearance from Enchanted. Yeah. So maybe that's it. But it but, seems like a character they try to do something with. Anyway. So Herbie the Lovebug slash Three Little Pigs, little pig. big, bag, big Bad Wolf. Yeah. All right. So the thing with the Three Little Pigs is that it's in like it's a story, not a character. Yeah. I mean, we so, do have the three characters as well. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the story has a format. Like, it's a form. Yes. Yeah, not, it's, it's a trope. Tale. Yeah. You have... Um, two fail, dumb... Failure, failure, success. Yeah, two dumb or, people. depending on whose perspective, success, success, failure. <laughs> fair. Fair. So, we have predicament caused by one individual that eventually is rectified by someone who's a planner. Yes. There's you. It's 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 a tortoise and a hare in the sense. Is three little pigs Aesop? I don't think so. It's all right. Someone who's lazy and takes the easy way out pay, pays penance, and someone who is industrious and hardworking does things the right way wins out in the end. It's very. I mean, it's hesiotic. It's very yeah. Greek in that way too. Like it's puritanical. Like. It's there. This is very. It's it's a very like old fashioned conservative point of view. Yeah. And what is Herbie the Love Bug? But like a representation of all things wild and free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sentient. A sentient freedom. car. Uh, so I just looked up Three Little Pigs. It's not Aesop. It's actually um, a little. The the first published version that became pretty well known is 1890. So this is actually not as old of a tale as i was assuming but the per- first published version doesn't necessarily mean that that's the original version because it's no but i mean you're still looking at the 1850s which i mean grim is a hundred years before that it, is it a european based like folk english. tale or it's an, english. it's an english yeah so it says one of the earliest published versions was from devon england with three pixies and a fox all right, but it is an English folk tale. It's an tale. English folk tale, yeah. All right, and Herbie the Love Bug. Are, are bug like beetles? I, I'm sorry, I associate it with the Volkswagen Beetle. It is a it is a Volkswagen okay. bug. That's the point of it. Is like it's a mischievous Volkswagen car that can it's do a, things on it. But does Austin Powers drive a a Volkswagen bug at any point, or does he drive a Mini Cooper? I think he drives a Mini Coupe because he's right. British. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm trying. It's like, is there a connection to British there? But no, not really. All right. So, Herbie the Love Bug is also not a main character per se. It's like Kit of Knight Rider. That like your it's main like, guy. Like, the the movie can't be about Herbie because Herbie Herbie can't talk. And Herbie I think can't that's talk a huge... or have a character arc. Yeah. Unless it's in relation to somebody else. Yes. I'm trying to think of a. It's like Maximus from Tangled, where... I I was thinking, like, the Iron Giant. Which you famously have never seen Which before. I famously have never seen, but, like, the Iron Giant, like, there Iron could... Giant's very there, E.T. There could be a movie on its own with, with just Iron Giant, but you need the character relationship yeah, for it to work. which is very E.T. Also E.T., yeah. Like, the movie's not about E.T., it's about the other kid, mm-hmm. and then E.T. puts this person into perspective mm-hmm. and has a relationship with a character. And if there are like action set pieces, which is more what Her- Herbie's about, um, then yeah, you get to see the special effects of the car doing the, the stunt, um, which E.T. doesn't do. Um, he flies a bicycle though, so that's kind of a <laughs> Well, <stunt>. no. <laughs> Elliot, 
Elliot rides the bicycle and E.T. just does magic to make it fly. E.T. wasn't doing any of the work. Making the magic isn't work? Yeah, that's like saying the boss makes the company. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know how E.T. derives his powers if he gets tired after doing it. It's through his connection to Elliot, Condra. Together they fly, okay? (laughs) So I, I think using... I think it'd be funny if it was some sort of like so, cop detective kind of thing where the three little pigs are investigating something and Herbie is their like partner that they get saddled. So with. we're trying to do something new with the three little pigs. We're not trying to just tell the three little pigs story. Because I don't know Herbie. how to, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I think using the characters I think is going to be the way to go out of this because I don't think, because like what does Herbie do? Does he chauffeur them from one place <laughs> to another and like help? The third pig build his house of brick. Like. So we have two lazy detectives and one yeah. ha- actually hard hardworking detective. detective. Maybe the lazy detectives are corrupt. Mm. And they're looking for the big bad wolf. And one detective makes his criminal case out of straw. <laughs> and the next detective makes his criminal case out of sticks. And the judge blows them away. <laughs> No, I don't. I was thinking more like a, a. This is villainy, but like Cruella and Jasper and Horace, where Jasper and Horace are kind of bumbling and they help kind of, but it's really Cruella that's like the brains of the operation. So are we are we doing like a big bad wolf redemption arc or what? Like I, I think that's the question: is how does her is Herbie going to be on the side of the pigs or is he the big bad wolf side? I mean. I don't mind the pigs being cops. Just just saying it out loud. I just it does seem like a little fun to do the wolf putting the herd on the pigs. Do your twisted tail as it were? Yeah. This this is very postmodern. Shrek would be proud. Indeed. Although it is weird in Shrek that the, the three little pigs and the big bad wolf are kind of on the same like outcast well, the side. The wolf is the, more the red Oh, the riding red riding hood. Wolf not Oh, there's no separate big bad wolf. No. Unless you count like the Puss in Boots Last Wish Wolf, which is death. I didn't see that one, so I can't comment on that. But it's not it's not necessarily the big bad wolf. They maybe like say it, but yeah. it's not necessarily the same character. The big bad wolf as a, as its own is not a Grim Reaper like death character. Because no. it's usually something you overcome. Although you often overcome the Grim Reaper too. Anyway. So okay. I think it'd be amusing for Herbie to like be on the force and recognize that the pigs are doing things incorrectly and realize that it's almost Robin Hood-esque. All right, so there's the one pig who's like the chief, yeah. and he's the one that we think is incorruptible and yeah. above board. Yeah. And then third act twist, he's not. Yeah. All right, that's a good spin. That That's a good like, oh, you, di- you didn't see that one coming because you thought the third pig was going to be good. All right, so... Realize that the big bad wolf was actually doing the right thing and trying to help him in secret ways. But no, it's the little guy. I realize I'm making Renfield a little bit, which is a weird thing. Okay, so Herbie, I'm I'm thinking more like the departed. Like, so Herbie is undercover? Mm. Or Herbie is like questioning. I think Herbie's who, questioning her, her, the police he's, force. Yeah, he's, que- he's questioning like what is the moral right? Is the police force the moral right? Or is doing... The right thing, but for not, the community, but, but maybe in a bad way. Yeah, yeah. De- demolishing houses that could be built up to be multi. 
person homes as opposed to a single single <laughs> occupancy. Is the big bad oh this is big bad wolf? Is he an arsonist <laughs> or is he? Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting in a sort of um, Roger Rabbit esque yeah. like the the back. It's a so it's a noir movie almost. Yeah. Um, the background of this is like property and real estate based. Yeah, it's like your Robin Hood slash. Okay, so Roger Rabbit. There's something going on where, around town where houses are literally being demolished. I think new projects are being sabotaged. So these new fancy high risers that would never be affordable to the wide. Okay, okay. So like the construction sites are getting hit. Yeah. And the projects are grown down. And the police, as the protector of the rich establishment status quo, are trying to put a kibosh on it. Herbie, who's in a sort of Muppet-esque way, you enter the movie with Herbie in a situation that you haven't seen him in before. Mm-hmm. but is logical. He's a police car. Yeah. He's a police car. It makes sense that Herbie would be a police car in the sense that like, it makes sense that Kermit and Fozzie are brothers in the great Muppet caper, even though it doesn't make sense. It's just the buy-in for the movie. It's like, okay, at the start of this movie, Herbie in this universe is a police car. Yep. A sentient police car who has questions about the moral <laughs> values. I love this. <laughs> and who we established early on was not going to be the central character who's <laughs> deciding between right and wrong yeah. because he can't as a non-speaking character. But he ends up the big bad wolf at some point like slides into his car and like goes to a refugee center or something and Herbie sees what what's happening on the other side of things and is like, oh, well, shoot. The, the, the question is, is the big bad wolf immediately like just... Does the Big Bad Wolf have his own moral code figured out at the beginning? I think he's a Robin Hood. All right. Because because then again, we're putting the entire onus of the character growth on Herbie, the non-speaking character. <laughs> Shoot. So maybe maybe the Big Bad Wolf is like a hireling who gets paid to like hit, do these hits on the property and then gets arrested early on. And Herbie's kind of, the, the, the pigs are out chatting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Herbie's just the car and the big bad wolf's in the back seat. Mm. And he's like talking to himself and Herbie's like listening to his perspective. Yeah. And at first, like, and I guess he gets, maybe gets arrested three times throughout. Ah, oh, there we and go. The fir- like the first time the big bad wolf arrested is when the first pig gets him, but he doesn't read him the Miranda rights. Or, yeah. <laughs> and or then, they actually have no evidence that it was him. They like. And then the second time he gets arrested... I, this is kind of good. The first time he gets arrested, yeah, there's um, there's a legal loophole or something. The second time he gets arrested, the wolf gets away because the pig is being lazy. The third time he gets arrested, the chief, the chief arrests, arrests him, him, and it's like, oh, you like you can't we, get around. We this. have evidence of you doing the last three things. There's no way you're going to get around this. But then it's revealed that the chief is corrupt and mm-hmm. um, and has been high, like been kind of has been trying to scapegoat the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. And is trying to pin it on him, but when actually the chief is part of the people responsible, mm-hmm. the sort of the mob mafia system. And Herbie helps break him out. And I guess Herbie helps break him out in a way that reveals that the chief is corrupt and yep. then exonerates the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. So that's our that's our systematic thing there. Yeah. And so yeah, every time the wolf gets arrested, Herbie gets a little bit more convinced of what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. Because it's like 
circumstantial evidence or there's no way that this would ever be a movie but no, we actually came up with a really pretty good like, idea both both a thing that has herbie and the three little pigs set up <laughs> and there's like herbie doing stunts throughout too yeah because there's gonna be a car chase or two but a completely different plot than either of those two things that we started with it's almost hoodwinked do you remember that movie yeah 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 no i guess but not quite. Hoodwinked. hoodwinked is more. Yeah, Hoodwinked is doing more like a fairy tale, fairy tale lineup. like Tarantino movie. Yeah, with like the flashbacks stuff. Yeah. And this is more of a noir. Mm-hmm. Um, I like crime this. crime drama. No, yeah, this is good. I like it. Of the of the handful of good ideas that we've come up with over the last couple of years of doing this specific format. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't come up with that many good ones, and the ones that are that were good, I don't really remember that much. Yeah. So well, one day we'll go back and think like, oh, I used to have good ideas. I used to be smart. I'm not anymore. I used to be to tie things back together. Yeah. That's a callback. Wow. <laughs> well, if you thought this was a good idea, let us know on social media. We're at Amateur Nerds on the Twitter or on the Instagram. Yeah. Draw some fan art and put it on our Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. I would love that. Three Little Pigs, Herbie, Cop, Crime. I'm almost getting Zootopia vibes. Real estate. And it is. It's it's also Zootopia-esque. Except Except Chief Chief Bogo would never do wrong to anyone ever. Chief Bogo is a saint. Um, Is that the lion? Uh, No, that's the bull. Oh, he's the chief. Okay. The lion is the mayor. The lion's the mayor that's correct. The doctor was the mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, but but in a... I don't know. Zootopia is... Not perfect in its allegory. No, it's not. And our and our allegory is perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> Eat the rick. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist Theo Golden at T Golden Art on Instagram. Send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com or visit joewinslowmusic.com to talk to our musician, Joe Winslow. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if Sharpay is able to park. Or if she just kind of like slants in and gets a parking ticket every time and just pays it off easily, you can bet on it.